For the first time in about eight months, October actually saw an increase in home sales in Canada. Now, that is when we're talking about month over month. So we saw a slight increase in October from September. However, if you look year over year or go back even further, it is a much much different story. We've got a lot of ground to make up. So let's find out what's going on. We're going to chat with Aled Abjorworth, who is a Deputy Chief Economist with the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation. Um, Aled, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you being here today. Good to be with you, Shay. So let's start. Uh, I've got the numbers right, correct? Uh, month over month, we saw an increase in most markets in the number of homes that were sold. Yeah, you, you you have the numbers right. There's been a lot of declines, but there seems to be some stability coming in. Some well, stability. Exactly. That's the thing, right? It sounds positive, and it is. It is, but it's a whole different story when you sort of stack the numbers up on a year-over-year basis. October was actually the lowest, slowest October, what, going back more than 10 years, right? Yes, there's been a lot of declines. There's been a lot of macro uncertainty. Uh, interest rates have been going up. Uh, there's a lot of doubt about the state of the economy. And this has been putting a lot of pressure on the housing market. People have been reluctant to put their homes up for sale. People are reluctant to pay the prices. So sales and listings have really taken a tumble this year. Um, is, is that the main thing, uncertainty? People just sort of watching and waiting? Or is it some of the actual actions that have been taken that were supposed to slow things down, slowing things down, or why are we in this spot? I, I well, I think it's mostly the macro situation. I mean, clearly, uh, interest rates have been going up, mortgage rates have been going up. Um, there's just been a lot of doubt and uncertainty coming out of COVID and all the policy actions that were taken. Um, so I, I, I'm putting most of the uh, responsibility on the macro policies, interest rates, and so forth. There have been some changes on down payments, but but those are not really that large um, at, at the current time. What about if you're in a position right now where you're thinking of buying a home and we've been told for, I don't know, what is it, six months now that the government is doing everything they can and the Bank of Canada is doing everything they can to slow down the housing market. So if you're in a position where you're thinking of buying a home, wouldn't it make good sense to wait as long as you possibly can because prices are only going to go down? Well, I think that's what most people are doing. They've been seeing the trends. They've been uh, hearing what the Bank of Canada has been saying. Um, the level of debt by Canadians is really high at the moment. So the, with all of this uncertainty, the, the sound approach at the moment is really to wait. It, 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 with all of this uncertainty, taking on that, uh, that huge mortgage that we have uh, with homes is it's maybe just a little bit too risky at the moment. So we know there were massive increases in um, the price of homes in Canada throughout the pandemic. How much of that has been given back? And if this continues, or has any of it been given back, or are those prices still staying strong? No, I, I think it's being given back. I, not all of it, but, but certainly you're seeing a lot of give up particularly in Toronto and Vancouver. It's a little bit less so in, in, in Alberta, but um, you're seeing a lot of declines in, in Vancouver and Toronto, and it's also a little bit of those uh, the outlying suburbs, shall we say, those areas where people were really moving to during the early phases of, of the pandemic. So early on in the pandemic, people were getting didn't want to be in their condos. They wanted more space to work from yeah. home. And so there was a little bit of a shift to the, you know, larger houses in the suburbs. And now we're seeing a bit of a, um, 
a take back from that effect. What's the uh, prediction here then? If we saw that slight increase in October, is that the start of a new trend, a new direction that we're taking with housing? Is that one month? What are you expecting? Well, what we're expecting is that maybe there'll be a little bit more declines to come in in, in the coming months, but most of the decline uh, we were predicting has taken place. So overall, we're seeing uh, for Canada that house prices probably come down around 15% from the first quarter of this year to the second quarter of next year. But the bulk of that is already happening. So um, there may be a little bit more, you know, one or two down months to come. Um, but but we feel that the the bulk of the decline has happened. Uh, what, what will probably take place next year is that we see again rising incomes, rising population, um, interest rates. Hopefully, will you know start to edge down. Inflation will be under control. There's not a lot of housing supply out there, particularly in Vancouver and Toronto, and, and so these market fundamentals start to reassert themselves, and you start to see prices going up again. Um, do you have any information? I know you're with CMHC, so I don't know if this is really in your in your bailiwick, so to speak. But in terms of rentals, I'm hearing all kinds of stories that this is having a big impact on the rental market too. In terms of rents going way up, is that sort of the other side of the coin here when you have uh, yeah. this kind of uh, situation with the housing market? Right. I mean, our goal at CMHC is that everyone in Canada is a home they can afford. And clearly that's for home ownership, but also it's very important for rental because it's generally, uh, you know, lower income households will, will rent. And we want them to have um, options to have affordable uh, housing affordability. And it, th- there is really a crunch on the rental at the moment. Um, if you're, if you're moving from one rental unit to another, uh, you're seeing a big spike in the rents that you have to pay if you can find a place. Uh, the vacancy rates on rental are really low. Uh, and then there's a quite a jump when you're, when you're moving from one place to another. So again, we need more supply of rental units. Um, there's just a lot of demand for rental at the moment and it's very difficult to get a space. Is that demand partly because of what's going on with people who might be buying instead deciding to wait it out a little bit longer yeah. and, and staying on the yeah. sidelines? So, and we're just seeing more people choosing to rent at this time. Yes, exactly. So you, you have younger people who, um, starting new households, you know, moving out of mm-hmm. their parents' house. They go into rental. So this is increasing demand for, uh, home ownership, uh, for rental. Uh, at the same time, you're seeing people not jumping into the home ownership market because uh, interest rates have gone up so much. So the, the demand for rents, the, the rental units is there, and it's, it's the vacancy rates are on the way down. And hopefully, as things we were mentioning improve with the housing sector, that will translate into the rental sector as well then. You'd hope. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah you'd hope. And, and at CMHC, we're really trying to encourage more construction of rental units because there's a desperate need for more uh, rental supply. But, you know, if the home ownership market starts to stabilize, um, maybe more people will move out of rental into home ownership and there'll be more stability there. All right. Great information. Uh, thank you so much, Aleta. I appreciate you being here today.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.